Jay Jovi. This is Sammy Hardon and you're listening to the 80s Montage. Oh my God, good to have you back. Hope you've been well out there, everyone. Everyone's out, out in the street. They're out, the aren't they? They've Moving been fucking feet. out. Holy shit. Yeah, well, the weather's a few beautiful. Of us have been out, haven't we, eh? Yeah, I've been out. I've been yeah. out all day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, we have a special show tonight, don't we? And a special guest. We do. We really do. It just so happens uh, we're recording two days before this episode is released. Uh, tomorrow will be the 10th anniversary of the tragic passing of the beautiful, the incredible James Freud. The 10-year the anniversary. Um, this uh, episode will be released the day after. Um, so we, we're sort of hitting the nail right on the head and we've been very lucky uh, to get a very special guest to speak to us just later. All right, so James Freud was born Colin Joseph McGlinchey, 29th of June, 1959. His first single was in 1980, Modern Girl, highly respected musician, songwriter and frontman of The Models. Writing two of their biggest hits, the one we just heard, Barbados and Out of Mind, Out of Sight. He Love toured them with both. Gary Newman, yeah, and David Bowie, author of two books, manager of Attack of the Mannequins. The list goes on, JB. And just absolute legend. I, 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 I just, he, he was one of the, the Aussie musos whom I, when I met, I don't often get starstruck. But I, I met James at a film premiere um, that my ex was in and James was there and I was stumbling over myself. I just couldn't believe it. I knew I had to sort of just go up and fangirl for two seconds and I was lucky enough to get a photo with James. And, um, you know, over the years after that, I, you know, through supporting Attack of the Mannequins, then got to know James a little bit because he was very sort of hands-on as a manager and, and got around to, uh, you know, all the Attack of the Mannequins fans and would have a chat and um, lovely, lovely guy. Just it, it was like when I was speaking to him, I, I had to pinch myself because he, he was such a legend of Australian music. Brilliant. But before we get our special guest on... We've got a new segment. Have we? We bloody have. It's called... Music, Music News. Because it's not Ooh's, shit this week. Ooh's, it's 
not ships. Cue the music. This week in music news, the late and great Whitney Houston makes history becoming the first black artist to earn her third Diamond certified album. Whitney, her 1987 album, shines bright like a diamond and joins her other albums, Whitney 1985 and the Bodyguard soundtrack. Sexy. One of your favourite albums, JB. The Bodyguard soundtrack? No, the Whitney 1987. Oh, okay, is it? Okay, you always yes. want to dance with somebody. That's right, from an early age. Absolutely. This week, Crowded House releases a new single after 10 years called Whatever You Want and It's a Ripper. Midnight All releases a new album after 18 years, The Macarada Project. And no, it's not a stupid dance. You want to hear it at Jewish Bar Mitzvah. It's a number one album on the Aussie Eye Charts tunes and consists of artists such as Jessica Malboy, Dan Sultan, Stan Grant and Adam Goods, just to name a few. Congratulations, Midnight Oil. Look out, save a horse and ride a cowboy. Australian band The The High Heaven officially released their first single, Nowhere Bound, and it's a beauty. Fans of Mr Red, Clint Eastwood, John Wayne and My Little Pony are flocking to download the band's new release and the songwriters Tom Holtz and Jackson Freud are not horsing around with this latest project. Today in the band room, I'd like to introduce to you Mr Jackson. And Freud. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for having me. Beautiful. (laughs) It's great to be here. (laughs) In in, as much as I can be here. Well, we're in ISO. We're all in different houses. We are. We are. It's crazy technology. Yeah. Yeah. Where would we be without it? Probably having a great life. (laughs) That's right. We would be. So, Jackie, it's been 10 years. How are you feeling? How are the family? Yeah, not bad. I mean, it's, it's, I can't believe 10 years has gone so quick. Mm. I mean, it's just flown Mm -hmm. by, you know, it's just like 21, you know, when it sort of happened. And now, yeah, I'm 31. It's crazy, but feeling pretty good, I got to say. Like, I'm handling it pretty well. Like, you know, it's, it's, yeah, you sort of, I guess I'm at that stage with with grief where you sort of you start to come out of it a bit, yeah, and sort of yeah start to let it go a bit. Like it's been hard, of course, but it's also I'm feeling pretty good at the moment. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> except for my voice breaking. Then, yeah. <laughs> hey, you, you're a married man these days, aren't you, Jackie? I am. I've got a beautiful wife who's also a singer. Mm. Um, she's a much better singer than I am. <laughs> Her range is impeccable. So, <laughs> it's, yeah, married life is good. Because awesome, I, I've had a listen to your new EP yeah. and you can hear James in your EP. Like I was just blown yeah. away by it. I'd never heard Thanks. you sing lead before and I had a listen to yeah. it and I think it's fantastic. It makes me want to go out and fucking Buy a horse, man. Like I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm at the Royal Melbourne show. Tick a wild. Buy. Yeah, I did yeah, say buy. Buy a horse. I, yeah. I think it was buy a horse. Yeah. I hope it was buy a no, horse. No, not, yeah. not – yeah, it was, it was buy a horse. Um, and I can just hear so much of James and his legacy in this album. Yeah. Were you surprised um, at that? Yeah, I, I, I mean – I guess he taught me a lot about songwriting. So I've sort of always 
I guess, naturally gravitated towards the same sort of hooks he would go for, I guess. Like, um, the biggest surprise for me was that I was singing lead. Because yes. I just, I've never been a lead vocalist. And that my voice came out quite deep really on the record. Deep. <laughs> like, I was, uh, I was as shocked as everyone by that. <laughs> I was shocked and I was like, oh, my God, does he realise he sounds like his dad? Like, this is yeah, incredible. it's pretty bizarre. Mm. It's pretty crazy. Like, it, it really, like, I'm more a clone of him now than I was even 10 years ago, I think, with that. <laughs> exactly, because if you take the cover of uh, the first book he wrote, it, it, yeah. he looks like you. Of course, know, but it's, it's absolutely spot on, except for the gun in his hand, of course, but yeah. you can't tell the difference. <laughs> It's pretty crazy. I think these days I look a little more like he did on the second cover. Where no, <laughs> it's a it's a terrible photo. <laughs> yeah, bless, bless. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you 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 know your dad James of course was yeah. wrote two autobiographies uh, in two thousand and two. Yes. I'm the voice left from drinking, which of course was a um, a lyric from Barbados that we just heard opening the show. And then later in 2007, I'm the voice left from rehab, which both of them he talks about, uh, you know, the ups and downs of the industry and, yeah. and also his personal ups and downs. Um, yeah. And, and you know, James always struck me as a, as a very um, – he's beautifully, softly spoken, very cheeky, you know, loved to sort of have fun and – um, he, he had a be- he had a beautiful sort of poet sensibility. And yeah. the, the thing that always used to really interest me is, you know, he, he, he had probably seen a lot of darkness in his life, but uh, his music was so incredibly positive. I, yeah. I found it very yeah. positive and very joyful. If you look at the stuff that he did with Beatfish and even with yeah. his solo stuff, like beautifully, beautifully upbeat. I love that so much. Yeah. He, he really was. I mean, like he, I think even maybe with, with Hold On, that, that models track that they did, uh, I think he had people coming up to him later in life and saying like, this song saved my life. Wow. Like that message actually got me through like, a, a time in my life where I was like suicidal, which is kind of ironic. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's like it's he was spread a very positive message through through a lot of his songs, yeah. which was great. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I yeah. I um I love that track. Is it one fine day that he did um on his solo album towards the end of the eighties? Yeah, I think. It, yeah, one fine day. That was it. Yeah, very, yeah. Very, and, and you just think sort of um he would have the musical landscape would have been changing. A lot of things yeah. in his life would have been changing because um, yeah. he he would have had a family by that stage. And um, that's right. But the the, the 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 music on that album is just so uplifting. You know, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is very much. Mm, <laughs> mm. You you seem to I, I guess um, uh, think very filmically. Would, would I be right? Just listening to your music, would I be right in saying yeah. that? Absolutely. It's I, I guess it's because uh, yeah, I just watched so many films and I'm a big reader as well so it was kind of like with this thing just sort of like uh just trying to embrace as much of that sort of pop culture I guess from the west you know what I mean and and try to put in as much as we could like yeah it's very like image image based I guess yeah which is fun it's really fun yeah Yeah. so Jackie I wanted to ask you how instrumental Jimmy Barnes was after the death of your dad 
and how healing he was as a person towards you and your family. Like, give us... Because I watched it. We... Maddie yeah. and I were around your family at this stage. Maddie was in Attack of the Mannequins. And yep. the things I saw that touched me the most was Jimmy Barnes and his yep. family. Your mother, yep. the way she was so positive and strong. Tell us a bit about yep. Jimmy, babe, and what Jimmy had done. Yeah, he was he was incredible. Like they just uh, him and him and Jane and and their their daughters and son. They they just like really embraced our family. You know what I mean? Like they just almost immediately took us in, and you know they would like take us on a holiday. You know if they knew we were sort of feeling a bit like Flat. down and sort of mm. just like being in that house, and you you know what I mean? Like they really just were. Completely altruistic, I think, is, like, the only way I can describe them, that it was that they didn't, you know, have to do that, but they they felt that they wanted to sort of, like, take our family in, and it was... I, I was amazed. It was it was incredible. They're, they're very, very good people like that, you know? Well, I remember when you went over to Jimmy's house and Maddie stayed there with you because you were producing the yeah. album, and Maddie yeah. would call me... And Maddie was like, oh, Jane's got a doctor over for me. I've got the <laughs> flu. She's going to give me an injection. And I just thought, these people are not from this planet. They're incredible. It's, it's, it's insane. And it's I was also crazy. really inspired by that because yeah, I think when I, someone passes, you need to step up as a person and you need to reach out. And that's right. I know right. first-hand experience this year we've had it happen to our family and without yeah. stepping out and actually helping someone, there's really nothing else that can be done. That's correct. You know, it's just, it really is that old sort of cliche of like, you know, time heals all wounds. That's what you yeah. can really do is let that process sort of happen naturally and just sort of, I guess, help wherever you can. Absolutely, honey. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, Jackie, your your mum Sally is an accomplished writer herself, isn't she? She is. She is. Yeah. I actually sometimes forget that she's published four, four or five books. Is that right? I think. Like, oh wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, and they're very good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And obviously, you know, yeah. your, your dad is a writer and a poet. You yourself, yeah. um, you, um, are you, you're dabbling in some writing. Is that right? Are you writing as well? Yeah. I, I mean, I did. Uh, creative writing at uni, I sort of like dropped away from music for for a few years and sort of wanted to try that because, I, like I said, I've always been a big reader. Um, so yeah, I've sort of I've tried. I've written a lot of short stories and things. You know, I love Chuck Palahniuk and you know Bukowski. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about as a human, but you know his writing was very good. Yep. So yeah, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I haven't done a lot lately, but I've keep meaning to get back into it. You know, yeah. so. I guess it does feel with these songs that we're working on, it does feel like I am still creative, creatively writing them. You know what I yeah, mean? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I guess um, yeah. as as I've personally gotten older, uh, you, you, yeah. you realise that there's actually no barriers in between all of those disciplines and it's all just storytelling. Right. You know, it's all just yeah, storytelling. Right. And, um, yeah, and it's good that you can sort of the, the – if. If you're doing one, you sort of start to do the other a bit better. You know, Absolutely. you sort of inspire the other yeah, one. That's yeah, that's right. I've definitely found Well, that. hopefully we'll see yeah. some films out of you, mate. Hopefully one day. <laughs> it's it's not out of the uh, the, possi- the possible. <laughs> the possible. I don't know what I was trying to say. The, the, yeah. the realm of the possible. <laughs> the realm of possibility. <laughs> I, actually, I actually love your mum 
A lot. Yeah. And the best thing she said to me when you guys went over to – because I want to talk about LA with Attack of the Mannequins. That yeah. was sort of the last time we spent – or you spent a lot of time with your dad. Yeah. And when you guys left to go to LA and you did the Viper Room with the with your dad managing yeah. and stuff, she said to me – we got off at the airport, I think it was when we came home, and she said, Sammy, don't even think about it, just go on with your life – don't even question where they are, what they're doing. And I took that on yeah. and it saved my freaking life, man. That's good because, advice. Great advice. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was the best advice I'd ever had. Yeah. But tell us about your dad and and the stuff he did for you as Attack of the Mannequins. Like the royalties for the models went into yeah. to providing the tour, that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, yeah, it did. Um, He was very, very hands-on as a manager, sometimes – almost too hands-on, you know what I mean? But he uh, he was great. He, like, um, was very proactive. I think he because because he'd been in, in the industry for, you know, his whole life and I, I think he really, really wanted to make um, Attack of the Mannequins work, you know? So uh, he was just, he was really dogged as a manager and was, like, right onto the marketing, the merch. Like, he was... Uh, making merch for us at one point and, you know, just (laughs) he was like... Yeah, photography. Yeah, it was a real, like, one-stop shop. And then um, he sort of, you know, when he got us to LA, that was... You're right, he did use his royalties to to do that and fund that trip. And I remember he got us an apartment together where we just, you know, and he was... Like we were in West Hollywood and he was living out in Canoga Park and he had like one disposable razor he used for like six months because he yeah, was just right. like hoarding the money, you know. <laughs> so it was Oh, like, wow. Yeah, he was very good like that, very proactive and yeah. Because James wasn't someone that you met off stage. Like he was yeah. totally different to what he was on stage. Very different. He was yeah. really funny. He was really clever and yeah. really naughty. And I remember when he picked us up, Sally and myself, from the airport, his hair was immaculate. <laughs> like that was the first thing I noticed about him. He picked us up. We got into this, I think it was a black Jeep. I can't remember. Yeah. And we drove to your apartment and James looked at me and turned around and he said, Sammy, People are going to start shooting at us. Make sure you get under the front seat so they miss you. <laughs> and I fucking believed him. I was like, no. Because, you know, you see it in the movies, right? And I'm like, what do you mean? Are you are you being for real? And Sally's laughing her tits off because Sally loved that. Oh, that is so funny. And that is such a classic joke that he would make. Dude, Just- I was <laughs> petrified. In LA for the first five minutes because of your dad. Oh my god! Yeah. What a joke! I know it was. Well, you what know, an asshole. He no. had the best. He had the best crowd. I believed him, and I was like, "No, I don't yep. want to die." <laughs> I love that. I I have not heard that before. That's so good, dude. I mean, I got along really well with your dad, and I remember being at Fountain Gate, and my phone rang, and yep. uh, it was like Sammy. And I went, hello? And he went, it's James Freud. And I went, and I, I'm thinking to myself, I don't know if this is James Freud. Is this someone taking the piss? But then the I piss, thought yeah. back to countdown interviews and sounds and stuff and I remembered what the sound of his voice was. He had a little yeah. tiny bit of a 
an accent and I thought, fuck, it is yep. James Freud. I go, hi, James, <laughs> how are you? And he goes, yeah, good. I hear you got a boyfriend that plays keyboards. And I went, yep, <laughs> he's the greatest. And he goes, great, I've got two sons. And I went, have you? And he went, yeah. And I went, okay. And then he just hung up. Then he just, just hung, hung up. up. That's it. You never heard from him I again. Never. That was just this mysterious well, the phone call. The thing was, I didn't know he had two sons because I'm not a stalker like that with rock stars yeah. where I need yeah, to know yeah, the yeah. ins and outs of them. I'd rather work with them or meet them. And yeah. I said to him, what colour are their hair? And the only reason <laughs> I said this was because um, Craig Harneth and I were talking about finding Maddie a new yeah. band. And Craig said to me, oh, look, Farnsey's son's looking for a new keyboard player. And I went to Craig, nah, too fucking blonde. Get me something too, brunette. Too blonde. Get, me, get me some <laughs> brunettes blonde. or a dark head. Maddie's not going to join that band. So anyway, that this is, is so why good. when James rang me at Fountain Gate, I was like, what colour are their hair? And he said, it's black <laughs> and they looked like me. And I'm like, he's in. When do you want to ring him? One. Yeah. I'm yeah, like, yeah. We don't even need to hear the band. No, Just put him in. Exactly. It's going to work. <laughs> Trust me. And it did. It did. I, it did. Maddie was the fit. He was the sort of the missing piece we'd been looking for for years. Yeah. Absolutely. It, he was a terrible keyboard player. Yeah, though. I so, know. No. Right? <laughs> you know, I, I just worded it up, but no, no, he was. Yeah. No, it's oh, not no, true. Nothing's changed. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. <laughs> Yeah, yep. no, that was yeah. awesome. I like that. But, yeah, good old James. I mean, just the funny jokes he would crack. Yeah. Um, especially when we had the mannequin in LA, you know, Cherry, the mannequin. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, pick Cherry, her up and was... throw her in the car and then he'd pick <laughs> me up next and go, oh, sorry, I thought oh, you were Cherry. <laughs> he went to throw <laughs> me in the boot. <laughs> it was super that funny. Was... <laughs> It was, yeah, he was, oh, my God, that, that mannequin was, it used to scare the shit out of me when I'd have to go to the, the bathroom in the middle of the night. She would just be in our, like, lounge room just propped up against the thing, you know, that was like. She'd be in there waiting for you. Yeah, and then we dis. oh, my God, this sounds horrible. We dismembered her and just threw her into the dumpster behind our apartment. That's right. We, we got photos of it. That happened it was awesome. Awesome. That used yeah. to happen a lot in L.A. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it did. The 80s. <laughs> and then we used it. You took her head. Yes. <laughs> Maddie took her head through and customs. We, and we used the photo as our album cover. It's really sick <laughs> when you think about it. Like, <laughs> just, my God. Uh, Real brilliant. sickos. <laughs> brilliant. You had some, um, you did some fantastic supports with um, Attack of the Mannequins as well, mate, with some um, awesome yeah. uh, 80s icons. Tell us about that. Yeah, that was uh, – we just – we got a lot of gigs. <laughs> this sounds terrible. In the wake of Dad's death. Oh, um, we did, <laughs> like Jackie. The, like, which is really good, which is really good. Like, yeah, we're well, like, that's oh, what yeah, happens, you know. You know? Cool. Yeah, it was like, you know, that was what they could do for us, so that's what they did. Good like, we got – we yeah, yeah, we got to play with Blondie. Um, we, we, we supported Blondie. We did the Baby Animals. Um, Jimmy Barnes. Jimmy Barnes. We did like a couple of tours with him actually, which is which is scary because, you know, we wore a lot of makeup on stage and when we were playing in the uh, Penrith 
Penrith Panthers, that's what it was. That was um But in you know, in Jimmy Barnes's fans defense, because I was doing merch at the Turak gig. Yep. They were okay. very lovely. They, they, they are, are lovely very fans, lovely. but there's two there's yeah. two kinds of Jimmy Barnes fans. They're the ones that yeah. walk straight in and don't give a fuck about merchandise and walk straight to the front of the <laughs> and then and then the ones that Gave a shit about James Freud, mannequins, and yeah. brought your merch. That's true. And stuff, A lot right? of them were very, very sweet. A lot of them actually started following the band. They did. Um, they did. They started following and then there were the scary ones who were like definitely throwing things at us. Yeah, and like they really? just They just, yeah, like. No. They, they just, I think they they just, they really want to see Jimmy. You know yeah, what I mean? Oh, so yeah, Jimmy's totally. God. They, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So they kind of like. I guess with the support, they're like, all right, let's, you know, let's get to the main act, <laughs> you know. So. And then and then fucking the wheel would start up and then they'd all be losing their fucking shit, <laughs> Just losing going it. For it. Um, Such big crowds man. too, like, like scary. Like because I played with Jimmy for a while. You did? I played, um, yeah, and uh, our last gig that we did, that I did as part of his band was um, Hanging Rock with Springsteen. Yes. Oh, and, fuck, um, that would have been incredible. Jesus Christ. Christ, it scared the shit out of me when we got on stage and it was 18,000 people. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, my hands were shaking so much. I was like, I, don't, I can't go out there. I don't think I can do it. And Jimmy was like, you, you, you just got to do it. It's too late. You, you're not backing out. You've come this far. And because I remember I begged him to keep me in the band for the for the uh, the Springsteen show. So he was like, you know, you fucking asked me for this gig. Yeah. Now you go out there and play. That sort of sounds like him yeah. a bit. That you fucking yeah. asked me for this gig. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love so, yeah. it was two legends on the same night and, and you know, yeah. Bruce was just as big as Jimmy yeah. was in Australia, you know, and That's right. They're kind of the equivalent they to are. each other. They're I've really always like, said yeah. that. I've always said mm. that. Yeah. yeah. They're, yeah, they're like they're kind of uh, middle America and middle Australia sort of, you know? Yeah, yeah like really for like the working man, yeah. I guess, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like um, working hard yeah, it's sort of like to make a living. <laughs> that, yeah, to pay the royalties on that one. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, he's, uh, yeah, I've always sort of thought that they were that kind of equivalent and it was very cool to see them on stage together. They, that was like, whoa. You know, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah. brilliant. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have hit our probably uh, halfway mark. Maybe we can throw to a one dick wonder. What do you reckon, Sammy? We've got a great one dick wonder. A dicko. One dick wonder, one explain dick wonder, to, one dick wonder. Explain to Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> explain to Jackie what a one dick wonder is, Sammy. Now, Jackie, I don't want to offend yeah. you, but it's your auntie. No. Oh, ah! okay. <laughs> Go for it. Now, in, in saying that it's your auntie, it's one of my all-time favourite <laughs> fucking your auntie's tracks got one on dick. the planet, right? <laughs> I can can neither. Did com- you no, know? I can't, I can't make. Sure. <laughs> Look, I I I said nothing. I said nothing. Ah. <laughs> oh, look, I love me a bit of prisoner and I love me a bit of a girl in the girl in the mirror. So we're going to have a listen to this one oh. dick wonder and uh, see what we think. <laughs> Every time I go to catch a train, an image stares down at me. Oh, 
every time I buy a magazine An image stares out at me And I feel so insecure Cause I know one thing for sure That the girl in the mirror ain't the same as the girl on the wall Baby, it's really Wonder Jane Clifton, Girl on the Wall from 1984. I saw Jane I Clifton. It. I saw her at, uh, what is it, that, that fucking fish place in St Kilda. Clay Pot. Oh, she yeah. played, you know how there's like a little jazz bar next to Clay Pot? She was in there. Yeah. yeah. Randomly. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Was that recently? Or oh, was that? no, because everything's been closed. Oh, but, that's, um, that's oh, the, the <laughs> pandemic. In, yeah. It was it was in um, well, you know the last couple of years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Not like yeah, not too recently. And I kind of recognised <laughs> her straight away, but nobody else had a clue. Yeah. And I'm like going, like, like looking around, like. <laughs> 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 she would have loved it too. Yeah. She was good. She yeah. was great. She's got a. She does have an amazing voice. She has. She's a very good singer. From from what I remember, yeah. actually, from hearing that track too. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I personally think the song's a ripper. And your mum yeah. is in the video too. She's a bit of a video vixen in this video. She is. She is in that Looking one. Is it? That's all. Yeah. Yeah. She was. Uh, she probably would have been in her twenties, early twenties. Yeah. Very um, early. I think, I think that's, yeah, yeah. I mean, she still is now, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, she doesn't age your mother at all. Um, at all. And for Prisoner fans, she was Margot in Prisoner, Jane Clifton, so the Prisoner fans love a bit of Margot. That's right. They do. They really, they love to. And you, you're, you've been in Wentworth. I've been in you, Wentworth, Sammy? yeah. So that's so cool. It's really unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what a great job. It's a great yeah. job. And, and because yeah. we did... Wentworth during COVID, the jobs just keep coming in, um, oh, and I, wow. I'd love oh, to of tell course. you of some of them. But because you've got because, to keep it under, yeah, I've got to keep it under wraps, and and also because we did it so so well, no one got COVID, nothing happened, and then you've got other That's shows great. like The Masked Singer that just fell down by the wayside. Yeah, it they just, just um, it, uh, no yeah. idea, you know. Oh, but yes. yeah, um, <laughs> Jane Clifton, Girl on the Wall, love it. Sally's sister, yep. of course, your mum. That's right. And she's our one dick wonder, one dick wonder, one <laughs> dick wonder. Look at me, one dick wonder, one dick wonder. It's it's not always bad to be a one dick wonder, is it? No, it's not. It's no. not necessarily bad to be a one dick wonder. No. No, I mean, the Vapors did it pretty well. Was it the Vapors? Turning Japanese. Japanese. Yeah, the Vapors. A song yeah. you definitely can't play anywhere now. Do you know, it's just <laughs> going on with the, va- the, the Vapors is an interesting subject because if – a song that um, was around the time your dad released Modern Girl was that song. Yeah. And it, they kind of remind me a little bit of each other. 
it was that yeah, time I can see that. where technology had just come in, disco was fading out, punk was sort of dropping out, and they were just doing all this new technology music. And I think yeah. that's why your dad hated the track so much. He didn't like the song, did he? I thought, I thought, I like, I, I don't think he did. No, no, I think he's sort of like, it was, it's, it's sort of one of those songs that when you look back on it, it's, it's a very catchy track, but it's very much a product of that, that time, specific time. Absolutely. Yeah. Where and you'd have a record exec going, it's not a hit, man, it's not a hit yet. You know? Yeah, yeah, that that's right, that's right. And God, the clothes he wore in that that video that was that was the one where he did the puppet dancing. Yeah, the puppet dancing. <laughs> yeah, and the white screen came it's a, in. It's a classic. Yeah, that's right. The white yeah, background, <laughs> and then the vapors used the white background. All these did, things yeah. started to come in vogue in 1980. 1980 was actually a pretty shit year. 1981, yeah. we had more of a new wave vibe and um, it was just a lot easier I think and you know you had shit like Moscow Moscow and fucking crap songs like that but the biggest band in Australia biggest band in Australia at the time was Split Ends you couldn't buy a TV week in Australia without a fucking Split Ends poster in the middle of it really Nah. They were in TV week every week. That would have disgusted some of the boomers. Well, I used to go and buy TV week. (laughs) Yeah. No, I think it was more acceptable in those years. (laughs) All right. Yeah, they were were very... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's on on TV this week? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well... Mums were, were really young. I don't think the oldies were buying TV Week. It was more like the mums and the kids. Yeah. So we've now been added to Neil Finn's uh, hit list. <laughs> yeah. Have so you? Another one? <laughs> Who else can we yeah, fuck off? Tick. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> Man, you guys really got me on the controversial episode, know, didn't you? Right? We'll, we'll all go down I together. I love him. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Now, I love it. Hey, your dad was a bit yeah. of a footy fan, wasn't he? He was. Was he a and Collingwood he's like supporter? The most, he was originally a Sydney, Sydney supporter Swans, and yeah. then he jumped and he became the ultimate Collingwood ah! supporter. He, <laughs> 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 he, <laughs> he, <laughs> he did the right thing. He, so he, I, yeah, he, I, you know, like I started watching it with him when he did, and I was like, "This is this is great. They're a great team." Yeah. You know, it was when Mick Mick Malthouse was. Oh my god, there's like, a blast from the Darth past. Vader. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. yeah, ah, beautiful. Yeah, it was great. Oh, Big awesome! Fan. I remember chatting to him about footy actually, and he he um he wrote ah uh, uh, one Tony Lockett. One Tony Lockett. Yes. One Tony Lockett, yes, he did. He actually he wrote that and then did an entire album. Uh, I think it was called James Freud and the Reserves. Oh, wow. And it was wow. a whole f- footy-themed album. We those, Some of those songs still get licensed. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's crazy. It's Fantastic. like, it's, and it's, 
it was just like a gag album. Yeah. Almost. yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, good on him. Yep. Fantastic. <laughs> and it went yep. like this. One Tony Lockett. There's only one Tony Lockett. One Tony Lockett. There's only one Tony Lockett. Very funny. And he did it in that accent. I don't as well. think he exactly. had a speech impediment. <laughs> That's right. They got a profession. Actually, I don't. I don't know who sang that. It would be interesting to find out who sang that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know who who did that one. Actually, I don't think it the was original. your dad. No, it was one tundra. One tundra may no. But who actually sang it on that track that he that he put on though? The sit that. Oh, that was that was dad. That was your he, dad. Yeah, he sang. He wow. Sang it. Yeah. Yeah, he sang one Tony Lockett. Wow, yeah. that's incredible. Doing it, everything. Doing jingles. He used to do jingles. He did. He used to do jingles. They call me Caramello. He did. I think he's more remembered for his jingles now than his, like, because oh, he did the uh, Cheesecake that, uh, Factory. I don't know about that. <laughs> no, Cheesecake Shop. Did that's he really? Right. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did that. He did, um,. God, he, I think he did all El Paso. Oh, <laughs> like did he? he was just wow. this like jingle hit machine. Yeah. yeah it was just crazy. Do you get, yeah, still get he, residuals from that, hunt? No, we don't. Like weirdly enough with advertising, when someone passes on, like the writer, you don't get the royalties disappear from that. Like, You're kidding. I think they go. A bit like no, your retirement. Yeah, that was a huge chunk oh, of royalties shit. too. Of course like, it was. It's fucked. It's fucked. Like, um, yeah, what? A, why they should change that? They I'm should change that. A strongly worded you email. You should put it on a Facebook status and make member. it happen. Yeah, to like my every local other member. dickhead. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. Hey, you guys uh, grew up on the Gold Coast, didn't you? You and Harry, we did. Yeah, I I think uh, I finished I finished high school up there from like year nine to year twelve. Uh, God, I gotta say, like you know, <laughs> that was it. It was great. I loved the weather, loved the sun, but it was a it could be a pretty scary place to, to if you were wearing uh, a lot of eyeliner and, <laughs> and knee high stripes. Totally socks, right. You know? I can't imagine you got it. Doesn't go together in my head. <laughs> it doesn't at all. It doesn't at all. Yeah. I think um my um Pippa, my wife and I, we um we went back there a few years ago for my high school reunion, and walking along Cavill Avenue. It was like walking into a saloon where everyone just stopped and turned around. I was like, I've got to buy some shorts, I've got to buy a hat and just like get, I've got to go incognito because it was, and it was, it was um, not f- Formula One, no, the one they've got up there, the um, IndyCar, yeah. it was that weekend and we booked a hotel in the heart of Surfer's Paradise and the f- yeah. It's a shit. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not very good now. I did a few yeah, years on the Gold Coast. It's it's um yeah. it's very different, isn't it, to the rest of Australia? It's, oh yes, like and um like I I love the weather. If if I could like re- relocate Melbourne to that weather, I, I would be pretty happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's one but of the other. But you've sort of I'm lived afraid. everywhere around the world, though, haven't you, babe? Yeah, lived quite a few places. Like we were pretty nomadic uh, growing up, yeah. especially like we were always sort of moving, even just around Sydney because we lived there for quite a while, and we were sort of uh, moving 
um, yeah, we've lived in LA quite a few times. Yeah, we did the Gold Coast, Melbourne, you know, so a lot of places in Australia, I guess. Mm. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. I saw an interview. I've been watching some interviews of Dad yesterday and there was an interview yeah. with um, MTV and it was the opening of the freaking, what's the bloody thing called in the city? Um, oh, yeah, the, the, um, the train, oh. the train station. Yeah, the train the tra- station. Flinders Street, yeah. <laughs> it's, no, no, no. Um, what's the fucking music thing they have with the guitars on the wall and shit? It's not oh, there yeah, anymore. Hard, like Rock Hard Rock Cafe. Cafe. Yeah. And he was with Richard yeah. Wilkins and at the time you were in your mum's tummy and he was talking about moving to New York for the next album which had Hurricane wow. on it. And oh, yeah. he was very drunk and he sort of said to Richard, oh, we'll be leaving. I've just had one baby and I've got another baby on the way. <laughs> and it was just really lovely to hear. Like I was like, yeah. that'd be Jackson. That is crazy. You, I've never seen that footage. I've got to check that yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure you would have moved. You would have yeah. come out of the womb and moved to New York pretty much yeah. The next hour because it just sounded like he was ready to go to New York. To get on a plane. Oh, man, <laughs> yeah. he loved New York. He yeah. loved New York. It was his favourite city in the world. Like I went there last year for the first time actually and um, I loved it a lot. It was really good. But I think from just living in Melbourne like in a city, it's sort of like they are very different cities but it's still – I wasn't – I don't know. I wasn't as blown away by it as – because I love L.A. and I think you either love New York or LA. you love L.A. Yeah. yeah. You know, I just – yeah, I just – I feel more of an affinity for uh, Los Angeles. I, I just kind of – because of its history, it's very checkered history. Yeah. You know, I just – yeah, I've always been fascinated in that city. Yeah. So – yeah, the the thing that on a full the, the thing that struck me about oh, hey, this is the tangent show. The the um <laughs> the thing that struck me about New York is walking out onto the street for the first time when you you know having your yep. first kind of day trip and you like walk out for the first time and how incredibly fast you've got to go. It's either oh, yeah. it's either you walk as fast as you possibly can or you get the fuck out of the road. You know. Yeah, you're so true. It's it's really um, like in just, yeah, it's a bit of a mind fuck when you first get there. You just like when you see it for real, you can never imagine what that's like in real life, that feeling and just the sounds of the city. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's a, so that was very it's cool. It's a big parody yeah. of itself, isn't it? With like the water tank, yeah. you know, the water tanks, but, you know, in the alleyways and like all that kind of yeah. shit. It's crazy. Yeah, it's like a movie set sometimes. Yeah. It's yeah, just like, whoa, yeah. this is real. So iconic. <laughs> uh, awesome. Yeah. So yeah. when we went to see, remember that night we went over, you guys were living there. Sally and I had yeah. headed over there. And we went and saw Steel Panther. That's right. Yeah. Right? At the House of Blues. Yeah. Um, and because Dad used to come around to the apartment every day or every second day to check on you boys, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he would drive for like what, like what, two hours along the from like Canoga Park to get to our place. He was uh, there every day. Because where, where were just you like guys hanging out with? Were us. you guys like right down? We were in, the in West of it. Hollywood. Yeah, great. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, we were like just across the street from um uh, that rock and roll Ralph's. Yeah, the the Saharan Motor Inn and the the bloody Seventh Vale right, around the corner <laughs> from Becky. Yeah, yeah, we were. It would have been, wouldn't it? Yeah, full of. She lived in the she? same street. Huh? Yeah. Wow. Bloody well, hell. Yeah, that's crazy. That would have been convenient. Ooh. 
<laughs> I visited our old apartment last year, actually, when we were in LA. Wow. I went and took a photo out the front. Oh. It was so, so nostalgic to see. Was, it was Jeff crazy. still there? Um, I think his career has actually gotten quite good. Yeah, so right. I think I think those boys, I think they still do live there. But um, yeah, I, maybe they do. I didn't want to go in, you know, just and get arrested. You know what I mean? Well, that's right. But Jeff was an actor and he was in Seventh Heaven. That 80s Seventh show? Seventh Heaven, him and his brother. Right. Yeah, um, him and his brother George. They Yeah, we're Jeff Stoltz. Jeff Stoltz. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah, he's these two acting boys who, who their career has, yeah, I think his has really started to take off a bit, which is great because they were like the loveliest guys. They used to bring us Alcohol. vodka and a bag of underwear bag of one underwear. time. Didn't get that at all. Yeah. It's just, I don't know why, but we... We Matt, Matt, I think Maddie and I put them all on at once. Maddie, Maddie <laughs> would have put them on his face first. Like he did, he oh, did, he did. Fuck, oh fuck! Just, it's just we were very productive <laughs> with, with our music, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like and like you and we found like oatmeal cookies on our door oh. one morning. They were just like they they were very sweet, hey, sweet guys. Hey, do you guys like fucking machines? <laughs> yeah, look, we yes, really go. We do. <laughs> do you? I do. Look, we almost we almost didn't make one person's hit list tonight. Oh, I and know, now, right. yeah, yeah. We have. I hey, know. did you guys? Did you guys used to hang out with the Hemsworths or something? Yeah, yeah, we did actually. We um Liam Hemsworth, he um he I think he was in a show with uh, our old drummer Seb back in the day. Oh. And so when he came around to our house once and he brought um Miley's dog. It was their dog, you know. And the first thing it did was piss all over our carpet and we were like this is great. And then uh Liam Decided to make a pizza when he was really wasted. I don't know if I should say that, but um, and he didn't put the pizza on the tray properly and melted the the cheese melted through the entire what oven. What a fucking so nightmare! He's dog pissing on our floor. Uh, he's destroying our oven with all the cheese. I was like, this is, gra- this is great. Yeah, yeah. Well, but now <laughs> we know they're not an item. It doesn't surprise yes. me. Yes, it's can't um, have a messy yeah, cunt really, in the kitchen. <laughs> he really destroyed it. Just you just can't. You can't. <laughs> Tell us about. Yeah, actually, so. speaking of cooking, your dad was an amazing cook. Tell us a little bit about what dad used to cook. Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, he was an insanely good cook, and I've inherited none of those skills <laughs> yeah, right. at all. You've like, got mum's side, like it. Yeah, I really do. Like he, um, he made his own recipe book. You know what I mean? Like he didn't publish it, but he would. He was just a really good cook. Like every day, he'd be trying something new. You know, he'd be doing Balinese pork, or then like dal and rice, which you know that I can do. But yeah, he just he got obsessed with cooking wow. and out of nowhere, and then like mastered it. You know, which was cool. all part of great. All part us. of being creative, isn't it? That's it. Not it's for like me. new just art. I can't not not cook. for me. Mine is yeah. Jesus. I, I mean, look, even people with no talent try to make music from time to time. Yeah, so I guess that's true. <laughs> and that can work somehow. But Yeah, we, somehow. We, Maddie and I were talking about we did a gig uh in Sydney um with a cover band and we were this guy, I think his name was Luke. He was a really famous chef, and we got his cookbook. Luke Mannion. We got his cookbook oh, under yeah. a chair 
So Maddie and I had two and it came around to Christmas and we were hanging out with your family and we thought, oh, we'll just wrap up that cookbook and give it to Sally for Christmas. (laughs) She looked at us like we'd wrapped up dog shit. I remember that. I remember that. I remember that because she thought it was a like I don't know from what I remember that she thought you guys were taking the piss because we she, didn't ah, know that's great like well, yeah. yeah you guys didn't know it was like a really genuine thoughtful gift yeah I think it used, yeah. I, I think it's she, now used she's to cooked everything she's cooked everything she from used it yeah. to relight the pilot light when it blew out. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past her. <laughs> I love it. Uh. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this is good fun. Yeah. I've never been on a podcast before, so I'm having a really oh, good time. Oh, yeah, no. We just <laughs> say what we feel, mate. It's great. This it's is great. Why America go crazy. Yeah. We, America we, pick, it. we pick a subject and then we touch on it. And then we just and then, then just, we just touch it up. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Destroy it's great. It's a great from that po- shit as much as we can. <laughs> That's right. That's right. No, I love it. It's taken away my ha- my hangover. Uh, nice one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Laughing. Yeah. It's the best medicine for hangovers. It really is. It really hey, is. Hey, it's so lovely to see you after so long and and awesome to have yeah. you on the show, man. Thank thank you for coming on board. No worries. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute blast. It's so good to talk to you again, Jay. I haven't I haven't actually got to hang I out with you properly you for, for ages. ages. I remember meeting yeah. you for the first time in in ACDC Lane out the front of Cherry Bar and yeah. and um her yeah, probably we could see Maddie's legs just sticking out like fucking the Wicked Witch of the East. <laughs> like, like just from underneath the dumpster. <laughs> like fucking Dorothy Gale had just landed on him. <laughs> uh, I can actually see that, yeah. <laughs> Maddie, Maddie is well known for going hard and then you... Okay. <laughs> Ah, but I remember. Um, I remember. Um, Harrison sort of like going, "This is Jackie boy," and you would have been probably. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I reckon I was probably just nineteen yeah, or twenty. Yeah, yeah probably you younger, maybe 19. eighteen. Or 19. You were a baby. You're a Jesus. baby. That's insane. Yeah. I remember me. I actually remember meeting you guys yeah. that time. Well, yeah. I met you. Maddie was passed <laughs> yeah, out Maddie under was, the, the bloody house was from busy Kansas. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> And he still said more in that first meeting than the first time I actually spoke to Maddie. It was <laughs> so <laughs> quiet and hard to talk to. But then he, now he's like the funniest guy yeah. ever. I loved yeah. your mum talking about Maddie yep. on the phone. Like, have you spoken to Maddie Ray on the phone? He's fucking awful. Yeah. I used yeah. to love Sometimes it. You, you have to ask if he's still yeah, there. I know. Oh, yeah. Are you still yeah. on the yeah. other end? Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Are you there? Yeah. It's because you leave like a really big gap, Maddie. Fuck it, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to like, yeah. Did you say? Did I offend like, you? Maddie, know what? Maddie's thinking of the perfect thing to say, and like in the meantime, like big trucks fucking driven. Yeah, yeah. It took me ten years hello? to get used to that yeah. shit. <laughs> Hello. Well, one of these things will have to go, either this wallpaper or me. You know, like <laughs> so, 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 some fucking perfect little retort will come out, but after about 40 seconds. 
<laughs> Impossible. I, I actually can't stop laughing. This is just. <laughs> this is. <laughs> this is really funny. I know. I know. <laughs> we now just roasted Maddie. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. We'll get him on the Sunday show one of these roast. days. Yeah, Sunday roast. Sunday roast. Yeah, that's right. It had to happen. Yeah. Oh, good on you. Brilliant. Has there any anything we need to say, Sammy, apart from fucking? Please plug your band. Please plug your band. Oh yeah, Jackie. no, I've got to do that. I've got to. Yes, uh, 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 yeah, I've, I haven't even done that. That the High Heaven uh, debut album. Well, I did it Fairy for Tales you of as the Heartland. Well. You did. You gave me a great plug. Yeah. The album is November twenty-seven. It comes out, and awesome. it was recorded in our bedroom from lockdown. So yeah. it turned out really well. Sexy. Do you know what? There's not yeah. many musos that have been that creative in lockdown. Yeah, I didn't spend the first lockdown creative. I spent that one basically just like reading every day and yeah. watching Pip work. Yeah, yeah, because she worked from home. So I did had she? to do something. She, yeah, she's working from home still. So I had to do something the second time around. And how did it come about that you worked with one of the boys from Pip's band? Um, I think you know what did it was. Did you just we get drunk and go festival. let's hook on and do shit? Yeah, we we. That's exactly, we were at Boogie Festival. I can't believe I'm saying this because I'm talking about my dad who died of alcoholism. We were drinking, uh, we were drinking Guinness Ah, at 10 in the morning at a festival. And we had just, we had just been playing um, Red Dead Redemption 2 had come out and like we were obsessed with it. And we were just like, you know what? Someone should start a band that's like that, but in music. And we were like. We should start that band. Fuck, yes, that's exactly <laughs> what that's, it is. Yeah, that's, yeah. So it's a Red Dead. It's basically putting Red Dead Redemption, even though that's got its own soundtrack. It's kind of, that was the inspiration, that's fucking I think. great. <laughs> that is great. Yeah. That's completely yeah. your marketing angle, isn't it? Yeah. Red, yeah, Red Dead Red the Musical. Red Dead the Musical. <laughs> I think it's fantastic. And David Briggs mastered it. He did, he's David Briggs. He's a great yeah, he's, guy. Yeah, he's he's really really great. Um, yeah, he's very uh, old school. Well, you he's know LRB, I mean? like, Little so. River Band for the Americans listening. Yeah. he's a legend. He is a legend, and actually, the guy Badger, Michael yep. Badger, who mixed it, he's um, he did a lot of uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard yep. Wizard stuff. Yeah, that's a try saying that fast yeah. ten times. Um, <laughs> so it was cool to have both of them on board. Actually, that that, that was cool. Absolutely. Yep. And Gary Newman, Gary Newman was a – I just want to put in some stuff that Maddie really wants me to put in. Oh, Gary yeah. Newman oh, yeah. Far out, mate. Um, Keep it clean. was <laughs> a really put big in fan all of your dad's. Like, put this pack of crayons yeah. in, Sammy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One at a time. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand gone, what's going so- on. Yes, uh, Gary Newman. He <laughs> Tell us a bit about I've got the a... career or your dad meeting Gary Newman and that whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's, um, I think they, they, did, they did an album together in the 80s, uh, which was terrible. It was a terrible album. They never released it. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I think, th- yeah, it was something like he went to out the back of Gary's house and he, that's where his little, like, rehearsal room was, in this, like, caravan yeah. out the back. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, he's. I think he's like uncle was his drummer, so it's just this old guy with a cigarette, sort of like 
tapping away on the drums, you know, and Dad was like, what is this? Yeah. Like, this uh, is where, yeah, this is where Cars was written. Don't want me to drum know, again, like, do you? Jesus. <laughs> he just has to turn on the, the hearing right. aid to... Uh, yeah. I love I love uh, your dad talking about Gary Newman in his books and yeah. and um, that's a very funny story yeah. about Gary Newman. Yeah, <laughs> you th- can you remember the, it in your words, Jackie? Yeah, I think I think there was something where they went out for the first time together in Gary's car, and they went to get fish and chips. And Gary was like, "All right, I'm going to wait in the car. You go and get the fucking fish and chips." <laughs> And, and Dad was like, uh, all right, I can go do that. And he walked in, and the place was full of skinheads. And um, <laughs> I think Dad was wearing, like, something really flamboyant, you know, as he did. And these guys just turned around, and he said from Gary Newman's angle, he would have just seen Dad come bolting out with these fish and chips and diving in the car and saying to Gary, like, there were fucking, you know, skinheads in there. And Gary just doing the, like, yeah, what do you think the bloody cars is about <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean like like to, there's something like that like, and I just imagine them like screaming off with the skinheads chasing yeah. like <laughs> just like this yeah pack of skinheads chasing these two like really flamboyant guys <laughs> listening to cars yeah. <laughs> but I love like your dad would have been expecting like this big English rock star and stuff and yeah, uh, it's yeah. just so fucking just funny. The local, it was all taking him down the fish. Also and domestic and everything. The reality, you know. I anyway. know it was not at all what you picture Gary Newman as. It's just crazy. Uh, <laughs> and and because the other week we did um, an album uh, talk about the swing by In Excess, and we t- brought up Nick yeah. Nick Launay, and yeah. you were with Nick Launay in the states. And it was going yes. to be where Nick was going to maybe produce Attack of the Mannequins or? Yeah, he was going to produce a couple of tracks for us for, I think, consideration for, for film. Wow. I think he was desperately trying to get us to stay there. Yes, he uh, was. And not go back. He was so really So he was doing everything he could. He was. He was He was great. I mean, well, I, I messaged him the other day and asked if he wanted to listen to the album. Oh, my God. And he hasn't replied. Oh, my God. So. Oh, oh, my God. That what? was my next thing I was going to say to you. This album yep. that you've got out now is yep. so Nick Launay. Like he would be incredible to produce yeah. another album or another song or do a I remix. I would love to work with it him. It just reminds me. He's my dream so, yeah, producer. Man, to work I was with. going, you know, yeah. fuck he's in it Europe would be awesome. such a dream. He? He's sort of. He's in Europe. I think he was working with Idols, that band Idols, oh, right. um, who I think their album just went number one, wow. like globally or, yeah. So he's still got it, you wow. know, like yeah. he's still really on fire with what he does. Wow. Yeah, he's incredible and he's such yeah. a fantastic instrumentalist and, and you know, just puts the right layers in songs and make them hits. Like some of the stuff on the swing is fucking incredible. Yeah, yeah. And I could just hear it in your stuff and I thought, wow, imagine if you did another album, he got involved, yeah. it would be magical. That would be the dream. I so can see Nick, this band America, in America. <laughs> like I can see your yep. new band in America. I know, that's the thing about me. I keep stupidly starting bands that will only work overseas. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Australia, Especially during Australia a pandemic. Like, oh, what else you got? But Americans love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they will. I think they really will. The next one and will be totally. like Norwegian whale music. Yeah, that's uh, that's the next on the list we're changing. <laughs> <laughs> that's when they release a video game about Norwegian <laughs> yeah, yeah, whales yeah, yeah, and yeah. we'll be like, 
Yes, let's do that. Uh, <laughs> hey, Jackie, uh, you know, yep. we've been talking about one iconic James, another iconic James this week um, with the passing of uh, Sean Connery. So Sean Connery, uh, who played uh, James Bond. Um, were you a yes. big Bond fan? I'm a huge Bond fan. They used to be like my favourite thing to do, like on Saturday nights. I sound like such a loser. <laughs> they would always be one of the old Bonds on on TV and I always watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're brilliant, yeah. aren't they? They're so good. I'm just watching yeah. um, um, From Russia With Love at the moment. I think that's... That's a great the one. The one that he did in 83, I think, which is a really good one. Yeah. That's a good, yeah, they, there were some really good ones. Then there were some real duds as well. Like, but I guess when they've been making them for that long, you know, you'll have a couple of hits. Couple yeah, of exactly, <laughs> exactly. I don't mind. What do you think of the Daniel Craig installments? I love him, actually. Yeah. I think I love the gritty the gritty approach they, uh, they took yeah. for it. You know, like, he's very cool. Like, Skyfall was just incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, that was like the, I think, the pinnacle of the Daniel Craig ones. And who is your hot money on to play the next James Bond? Ooh, I don't know. I, you know who I think, this is a weird choice, but Idris Elba. Yeah, he would be a great Bond. Okay, now I also want to bring up Michael Hutchins. We must not leave without speaking of Michael Hutchins. Yes. Funniest stories about Michael Hutchins. Did he come to the house? What actually happened? Because he was your, your yeah, godfather, I, yeah? Is that right? He was my godfather. He was, yeah. I, I you know, I only met him. I wish my mum were here because she has, like, some really great stories about Michael. Um, I only remember him, like, from being a very, very small baby. It was just he was just carrying me out to the car at the end of the night. Like, that's the only memory I actually have right. of him, bizarrely enough. Yeah. yeah. But he was apparently very funny. Yeah. Him and Dad were real, like, jokesters together, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, so, I think I account. think from seeing uh, footage of them together, they they had a love yeah. of each other, like an appreciation of each other. They, they um, you know, they really loved each other. They were like, you know, chums, <laughs> mates, you know. They do. There's that footage of them at that out uh, backstage at Australia Made, I think it yeah. is, and Dad singing their "When You Talk." That yeah, special, yeah. Way. you know, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that video. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Really special. Yeah, uh, awesome. Yep. Brilliant. Well, I just wanted to touch on that because you know it's it's royalty, Michael Hutchins. Yeah, yeah. People overseas will yeah. be interested. Um, yeah, I think so for sure. Anything else you want to talk about with your dad at all, honey? Um, I can't think of, I can't think of anything specifically. Have you guys got any, any other questions or anything? I was just having a look because Maddie's sending me message through with stuff that I don't want to forget. Um, I just really wanted to touch on you working with Jimmy Barnes and writing a song for him called Pleasure House. I think that That's was incredible. Right. And... Good old Jimmy, it didn't just stop there. He tried to produce the album at his house of Attack of the Mannequins. That's right. Yeah, that was a that was a long old ordeal. We we it's like that was like um that was we spent a long time really recording and mixing it and then we didn't release it. Yeah. <laughs> Is that something we, I think we we just sort of I guess we got to a point where we just We'd been through so many bass players, so many drummers, you know, that we were just burnt out, I think. Like, I don't know if I talk for, for Maddie as well, but, like, we, we just were so burnt out by the end because we had had such a rotating lineup by that point. We were like, 
I don't even know who's in yeah. the band anymore. <laughs> you, you know, do your like head in, yeah. And, and yeah, not only and like, that, Jackie. I mean, I remember the day after of your, your dad's funeral, you were on stage that next night at Revolver. Straight away, yeah. And it was so... Yeah. It really broke my heart to see it, but it also made yeah. me... It made everyone get through the grief a lot easier because if you guys could get up there and fucking do something after yeah. your dad had gone, then we should shut the fuck up and support you and just go on this little train. And that was the yeah. thing. And I've, I've always thought about that and thought about how amazing that was that, you know, mum was in the audience, everyone was there to yeah. see you and you had just buried your dad and you were just yeah. so professional. Thanks so much. It was like, yeah, it was the next night. It was it was pretty crazy because Harry and I were just like, let's just keep going. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing we can do, so let's just yeah. keep going. Keep yeah. on Brilliant. keeping on. Brilliant. And, 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 yeah. and, and yeah. I dare say that's exactly what James would have wanted, you know. Like he, he, yeah. he would have want, wanted you to keep going and soldiering on. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, otherwise he would have kicked our asses. Yeah, for real. <laughs> what would you like people to remember James for, hun? What would you like his legacy to be? Um, I think probably his music, really. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's he's just remembered for being a great guy. Yeah, he was And a great for guy. just being a great musician. So, yeah, that's, I think, what i got to say. Yeah, is that he was a fantastic guy. Who just had a lot of demons, you know yeah. what I mean? That just and they just won in the end, you know. Yeah. It's, it's such a prevalent problem, you know, with alcoholism, suicide, and it's that the numbers aren't going down, unfortunately. And you know so, what? You as a yeah. family, I really commend you on. You never hid the fact that what happened. You never tried to sugarcoat yeah. it. You and your mum went yeah. out there. You did the Herald Sun. You said this is what he had. He had this disease, and we are here yeah. to let you know that we're going to be okay. And this is yeah. what happened. And I really think for a lot of people that was really a healing to hear that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I think but so also, too. But I think, also I think a lot of people found um, found it quite confronting as well. You know, like a, um, yeah. a, a lot of people would have found talking about it, you guys talking yeah. about it, um, very yep. confronting, like the the the, the honesty yeah. of, of what you had to sort of uh, ha- how how yes. you lived, you know. But for you guys, yeah. for you guys, that that yep. would have been your upbringing. That would have been sort of part of your life. Of course, you're going to be yes. completely honest about it, you know. That's right. That's exactly right. Because it had just become such like second nature to us that it's like you know this is life. Yes. That yeah, it's true. When people who don't quite know enough about sort of that um, disease and everything, yeah. they would have found it, yeah, quite com- confronting to sort of just see it so so bluntly talked it, about. Because it you isn't, I mean? you know, like I guess, and especially being a muso of, of your dad's stature, it's it's not yeah. all tits and feathers, you, you know, like it's, it's yeah. you, you do have periods where um, you're incredibly productive and incredibly relevant and and that comes yep. and goes at different stages and yep. it's um you're right. it's it's difficult you know at the end of the day you're a person and you've got a family yep. and you, you've got to sort of live through that so it's um yeah it's a tough it's a tough fucking industry you know it's really difficult yeah it really is yeah it is very tough as we as we all yeah. know yeah it's like a it's, yeah. it's like a young person's game, you know. It's sort of you you, yeah. you head you start heading towards sort of 
30 and 40 and so forth and you yep. unless you find ways of reinventing yourself it's it's um it's hard to stay relevant i guess oh that sounds terrible not relevant i guess you you're right though you have to keep reinventing and doing new things so people are still like yeah loving what you're yeah. doing and yeah. not yeah. not only that the industry was not like the 80s anymore it wasn't no. it wasn't the best band gets the fucking biscuit it was conspiracy no. it was stuff that people got recognition for that was shit you know and yeah, it yeah, frustrated right. the shit out of your dad yeah knowing but you know what sucks is he would have loved now the way it's all heading with Spotify and Bandcamp right. and all this that, that that's changed that um you know, you can get really get found no matter what. If you if you're good enough, people will find you and you will build an audience, yeah. which which I think is really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, that's yeah. right. And kids are looking a lot deeper and just getting a Spotify yeah. playlist and finding these artists just out of the blue. Yeah, that's right. That's and exactly even it, which you, is you're very right. Cool. When the mannequins was out, we were just starting to hit that streaming sort of stuff. It was. We were kind yeah. of in this dead zone. It be- was between, really like um, that. Yeah. Yeah, conventional record companies and uh, like what we're at now. So it was sort of hard for us because we couldn't get it out there really. So And, yeah. and you know, it's hard for someone that's done it in the 80s, the authentic, organic way to keep up with all that shit that's coming yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. I find it hard. I find it hard to keep up with everything, you know, with all the analytics and, you know, it's, 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 yeah, it's mind yeah, blowing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, gone are the good old days where you go to brushes and, and just buy a record. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's, yeah, it's, um, all digital and vinyl now, actually. Mm. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh, brilliant. Hey, look, great. Thank you for coming on the show, man, and giving us your time. It's, it's, um, Awesome to see you again and, um, you know, great to reminisce about James and also to sort of reminisce yeah. about um, Attack of the Mannequins as well. Um, you know, some, yeah. some, had some beautiful times we've had over the years and everything. And, um, look, I, I think if your dad uh, was looking down on you now, he'd be very proud. Um, Thank you very much. And, you much. know, you'll always have all of us around you. Um, as as family, of course, you know, you've got an incredible sort of network out there. So, um, you know, um, I, I hope in, you know, with his memorial being the 10-year memorial, yeah. um, you, you, you realise sort of all the all the legacy of love that James has created and, yeah. and reflected through all of us. So, so thank you for coming on board, mate. Anytime. Thanks, Thanks so much Jackie. for having we'll, me. We'll it's have been, to get you it's on. It's been really Yeah, it's been yeah, great. I would love to. <laughs> get you on a Patreon. We have a Patreon episode we do every month for our Patreons. Oh, we do. Which oh, great. Is, which is where we let our hair down. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. I would love to. Uh, I can't wait. I'll sli- see how many people I can offend on that into one. Oh, <laughs> look, I guarantee we'll be shooting it's <laughs> yeah. behind the paywall. Yeah, it's too late by then. They have to listen. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much, Jackie. It's been so great. Um, Thank you. Everyone look out for your new album. Yeah, yeah, for real. Just give uh, give us the name again, Jackie. Yep, so there, it's Fairy Tales of the Heartland and it's coming out on November 27 Woo-hoo! next month. Check it out, guys. Woo. Now, if you love the 80s yep. montage, guys, please like, share, review and rate us. Give us five stars. Write us a little review, especially on iTunes. It really helps us out. Write us a little message on iTunes, why don't you? Make it filthy. I love the funny ones. 
Well, if you want to catch up on all things The 80s Montage, you can, of course, visit the website, the80smontage.com. Or if you want to go one better, you can become a Patreon on patreon.com and check out The 80s Montage. You can become a subscriber for as little as a dollar a month. Holy shit. And, you know, all kinds of tiers of subscriptions. You go up to 10 bucks a month, you get the extra episodes we were just talking about then. How exciting. Absolutely. Pretty fucking cool. Now, we have the podcast awards coming up and we really want to go to the awards and be off our faces and vomit on people. So we can't do that unless you vote. So we need everyone out there listening to vote. We're going to put the link in our notes. Follow the notes. Search the 80s montage and vote for us, guys. What's the category we're up for, Sammy? Biggest dickheads? Listener's choice. choice. And it's on Australia, what is it? The Australian Podcast Awards.com. That's right. But we'll put a link up. We will get a link up, won't we? So give, well, we've got a few out now. We've got it up now. So you can start voting from as soon as you hear this show. It'd be cool. Lovely. If you want to have a chat with us, of course, you can get in touch on our social media, on Facebook or Instagram especially. You guys rock our fucking world, I tell you what. If anybody's still listening after everyone we've offended in this episode, you know. <laughs> Jackson Freud, thank you coming for coming on board tonight and uh, talking about the legacy of James Freud, of course. Um, it's been a great episode. Thanks, everyone, for listening out there. Because if it's music, music mateys, or cool, cool shit from, from the 80s, 80s, we're going to talk about it. Unreal. Unreal. 